Hey y'all, and welcome back to This Is Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Hilbert, and this is a podcast all about how to become the best version of you. Finding who you really are, improving yourself, feeding your soul, and exploring new ways to grow in each area of your life. week been? To start off, I know that my voice sounds a little raspy. I don't know if anyone else has this, that's not really a problem, but this problem where sometimes when I work out afterwards, my voice get a, like will get a little raspy sometimes, specifically if I'm doing cardio. I'm not sure why. So I'm sorry if um, you don't like the sound of my voice this week. Uh, I'm just, that's kind of where I'm at. But week-wise, Mine has been interesting, to say the least. To be completely honest, I had a really emotional week. A lot of just stress and frustration. I spent a lot of this week just really being emotional and sad. It's been rough, but I am very lucky. I have such an amazing support system around me that I've been able to get through this week and be able to see the positives and problem solve as best as I can. I want to give a huge thank you so much to my sister Tracy, my mom and my dad, and my boyfriend Zach, who has mainly had to deal with my crying and stressed out brain. But on the positive side of this week, this is the first episode you guys are listening to after I have shaved my head, which is crazy, especially since for you all when you're listening to this, I shaved it a couple weeks ago because I am recording in advance, but nonetheless, some updates. I am honestly really enjoying my new look. It's definitely been tough at times, but I've been enjoying it. It's so easy. Showers take five minutes if I want them to. I never have a, quote, bad hair day, because I can't. (laughs) And weirdly enough, I like the shape of my head, which I, you know, never really knew, because I haven't seen myself like this. The biggest challenge that I have been facing is my style. And I had no idea. I watched so many videos before shaving my head, and no one mentioned this. I realize it's more of a personal issue that not everyone will experience, but just a heads up, haha. <laughs> I feel different in a lot of my clothing. Not necessarily in a bad way, but just all of my clothing looks different on me than when I had long hair. So every outfit now is an experience and an experiment. It's fun in some sense, but it also can be a little frustrating because sometimes I just, I don't want to have to think about my outfit and I still want to look nice. Right now I feel most comfortable in a sweatshirt, but I'm trying my best to branch out. I found that almost anything high neck or like a turtleneck is definitely the way to go. I don't know why, but trust me. Other than that, I haven't had a huge issue with people seeing me or anything like that, like staring. That part I'm still working on just because it's cold right now in Colorado. So usually I'm wearing a hat out of the house. Um, So other than my friends and family, the only person I don't know who has seen my head in person would be the woman at the gym today. And she barely even looked at me, which honestly felt so good in a sense. I didn't feel weird at all, which is exactly what I wanted. If you are interested in more updates and just my overall experience day to day after shaving my head, I've started using TikTok to vlog those experiences, and you can follow me at This Is Your Life Podcast. Just little snippets and thoughts throughout the week that you, you know, aren't necessarily going to get here in my weekly review. 
But speaking of confidence and my personal view of myself, let's get into this week's episode. This week, we are talking all about confidence and self-esteem within our relationships, how the level of our self-esteem affects our relationship, and vice versa. And not just our romantic relationships. This relates to our relationships with friends, peers, parents, and coworkers, all of our social relationships. For this week, as we're leading up to Valentine's Day, I really wanted to work through an episode that would be beneficial to everyone, whether or not you're in a romantic relationship romantic relationship at the moment or not, but something kind of related to that realm for Valentine's Day. So we're going to be talking about what self-esteem is, how it affects our relationships and vice versa, and what we can actively do to begin encouraging and increasing our self-esteem. Now before we talk about the research of all of this, let's work through a little bit of terminology. The main piece is what is self-esteem? What does that actually mean? It's a term we use all the time. It's part of our everyday language. But what does self-esteem actually entail? Now, the definition I'm going to be using throughout this episode is confidence in one's own abilities involving self-respect and self-acceptance. Now, it may seem trivial to be reviewing vocabulary words with you all, but we can learn so much from that definition alone. And I know that sometimes when we're using a word that we have used for so long, that has been part of our language for years, we can kind of create our own definition in it, for it in our brains. We can add pieces that aren't there. We can take away pieces that are there. So getting a true sense of the definition can be really important sometimes, just to kind of reset your baseline almost a little bit. Now, what I really took from this definition that I want to point out really quickly is that we know that we're talking about a subjective piece of ourselves, right? So it's opinion and feeling based. How we feel about ourselves and our skills, our opinion of our own confidence, self-respect, and self-acceptance, meaning that self-esteem can always change, just as your opinion on buying a new car versus a used car can change. Another part of the puzzle that stuck out to me immediately is that You'll notice the definition of self-esteem is reliant on the self. There is no mention at any point of other people. No one else. It's just you. So your self-esteem is not related to other people. It is not reliant on other people to increase or decrease. Now you're probably thinking, Kelly, if someone insults me, it's going to decrease my self-esteem. And I understand where you're coming from, but they directly are not decreasing your self-esteem. You yourself are allowing their comment to change your subjective view of yourself. You are decreasing your own self-esteem by accepting their comment is true. Their comment is more influential than your own confidence in your skills and your abilities. So we have control over our self-esteem. It's not always easy, but that power will forever lie with us. Now someone else can influence your self-esteem, but they don't directly change it. Another key point of this definition I want to discuss really quick is that self-esteem is our confidence and belief in our own skills and abilities, but it is not feeling superior to others or feeling entitled. I used to have this idea in my head that if I had a high self-esteem, others would view me as cocky, but that is not what self-esteem is about. The words cocky and self-esteem don't know each other. They are completely unrelated. 
If someone does view you that way because you are proud of yourself and are confident in your abilities, it's coming from a place of jealousy. So now that we know what self-esteem is, let's talk about how that affects us in our relationships and what we can actively do to help us build and encourage our self-esteem. When our self-esteem is low, we're usually feeling low in general, right? You don't feel confident in yourself, you're possibly not feeling as attractive as usual, not as smart, feeling a little depressed. So many emotions come out of our self-esteem, and when our self-esteem is below our norm, it causes us to react differently to situations. We become a little more in need of attention and support. We feel more disconnected from our partner, causing us to resort to more irrational actions, ones we might not normally take part in. We take every comment someone else makes a little more personally, but when we're feeling confident in ourselves, we feel more secure in our relationship, we're more trusting, we encourage our partners to take part in their own activities, spend time with others without us, have their own hobbies, we feel less and less like we need them compared to wanting them. According to a study done in 2016, a person's self-esteem can not only have an effect on his or her own relationship satisfaction, but also his or her partner's satisfaction. And after thinking about how we react to situations and how we feel when our self-esteem is low, this makes sense. If your partner were to say, hey, I'm going to go spend the day with my friend, and you had your own thing going on, maybe you enjoy reading or running, or you're learning something new like coding, you might not care as much, and you might say, okay, have fun. Now in an opposite scenario, if you are feeling insecure, maybe not as trusting due to your own self-esteem, you feel like they don't enjoy spending time with you, you may get upset in this situation and not want them to go. Our mind is such a powerful place and, convin- and can convince us of wild scenarios or conclusions. Our mind can convince us that because we don't feel confident, others do not enjoy our presence. This thought process is then reflected on others, affecting their own satisfaction. So our self-esteem has affected not only our relationship satisfaction, but also our partner's satisfaction. And again, this scenario also applies to our friendships and other relationships in our lives. It's not only applicable to romantic relationships. Bringing this a little further, this scenario, this issue caused from low self-esteem can actually cause a vicious cycle. And luckily, it can also happen in a positive manner, but it is one to be aware of. Because when we have low self-esteem, it can negatively affect our relationships, which can then cause a decrease in our self-esteem, and so on. But like I said, this can also be a positive for us. When our self-esteem is high, it positively affects our relationships, and which also boosts our self-esteem, and so on. And like I said earlier, we're not just talking about romantic relationships here. This applies to all of our relationships, even those younger than us. Our children, our younger siblings, our nieces and nephews, it affects those younger than us as they emulate us. They view us as their role models. They mimic us. I was reading this story, and please forgive me, it was a really long time ago, so I don't remember who wrote it. I don't even remember where I read it, but the gist of the story has stuck with me for years. They were talking about going shopping for swimsuits with their daughter. They said they had just read an article about how how much our children mimic our actions, and when we continuously say negative things about ourselves, that this is what the child will view as normal, 
And as they get older, they are more likely to follow suit. So this woman, after reading this article, was at the store shopping for a swimsuit for an upcoming trip with her daughter. As she was trying on different swimsuits, she opened her mouth to make a negative comment about how she looked. She didn't like the look of her stomach or her arms or whatever else. But she caught herself. She stopped before she had said anything. She looked down and realized that if she continued to speak this way about herself, she was signaling to her daughter that it was acceptable to view yourself in such a negative light. She said from then on, she made a conscious effort to only speak positively about herself. She would comment on how strong she was, how the swimsuit was a lovely color that matched her eyes. And if she didn't like something, she would blame the clothing instead of herself. I bring up this story because I think it does an amazing job of describing how impacted our children, our younger siblings, our nieces and nephews are by the comments we make about ourselves. When we have a low self-esteem, we reflect that, we show that, and we unknowingly encourage that to them. But when we talk about our positivity, our optimism, our creativity, our beauty, when we show our high self-esteem, our confidence, we reflect that into them as well. Our self-esteem is a tool, and it's a very powerful tool, but we have to know how to charge this tool and how to use this tool correctly to benefit us. We need to know what can charge our self-esteem. That is step one. Relationships can help boost our self-esteem, but they cannot be the sole provider. Like I talked about with the definition earlier, self-esteem does not and cannot rely on others. This is a personal journey. And our self-esteem is one of the first steps in that personal journey. It doesn't matter what other work you do, what goals you set, what skills you start learning. If you do not feel confident in yourself, then you cannot become successful in other areas of your life. Because you will accept all other opinions of yourself over your own. How do you think CEOs become so successful? How do you think actors land roles in huge movie franchises? How do you think people become president of the United States? Do they stop because one person criticized them, let alone hundreds or even thousands? Did they waver on their confidence in their own abilities because of what someone else had to say to them? Absolutely not. They stuck to their guns, they found the importance in a high self-esteem, and they nurtured it, along with the growth of their skills and abilities. As they grew in their academic or professional realm, as they grew in their personal relationships, they nurtured that self-esteem. It is a piece of the journey of ourselves that we cannot push aside and deal with later. Alright, so how do we actually nurture our self-esteem? How do we charge this tool in our mental toolbox? I was watching this TED Talk by Nico Everett, who is an entrepreneur, change agent, and performance coach of 20 years. She has specifically worked with others from children to adults on their self-esteem. This TED Talk was about her personal journey of building her self-esteem and her first class with a group of young girls that was working towards building confidence. She recommended this quick exercise that I absolutely loved and I want to share it with you all. What she recommends is during the day, whenever you have a positive thought about yourself, a loving notion about anything really, the way you look, the way you feel, the way you think, anything, turn up the volume. Actively encourage that thought until it grows and grows and grows. Increase that thought process and when you have a negative thought about yourself, mentally press delete. Get rid of it. Do not allow that thought to take up space in your brain, in your mind, anywhere inside of your body. And as we continue to do this sort of activity, as if 
as we actively take note of what we love about ourselves, it not only becomes easier and easier, but it increases our self-esteem. It causes us to be aware of what we love and forget any fleeting thought that may contradict it. When we turn up the volume or press delete, we find the power in our self-esteem. Another key aspect to our self-esteem to be aware of and to change is comparing ourselves to others. It's something everyone does, it's encouraged in society and the media, but it does not serve us. We have to actively distance ourselves from such thoughts. Now, this is how I choose to do it. This is how I have distanced myself from comparison. Recently, I joined a Facebook group for podcasting, and there people give each other tips, they promote their podcasts, they ask questions among creators, celebrate milestones. It's got it all. And I have absolutely loved being a part of this group. But there was this one day, and someone had posted that they reached their first 1,000 downloads. And I checked out their podcast because I was curious, and I think they had published maybe four episodes. And mind you, I have yet to reach that milestone, and you're currently listening to episode 18, I believe? Somewhere around there. So when I saw this, I immediately was jealous, and I also began to compare myself. I had been feeling so good and so proud about my podcast up until this point, and suddenly I felt less because I compared myself to another creator who had more downloads than I did, which is completely unhelpful, and those thoughts don't serve me. So, to counteract the issue I was now facing, I said out loud, I am proud of them for what they have accomplished, and it does not affect my accomplishments. I am proud of myself just as I am proud of them. I needed to make a point that my pride in them cannot take away from my pride in myself. Their accomplishments do not affect my own, and their journey is separate from mine. I chose to delete those thoughts from my mind and amplify turn up the volume on the positive ones. Another way to help build self-esteem is building a community around us of positive people. Again, our self-esteem is related to the self, but it can be boosted through our relationships, but they need to be positive relationships. When you surround yourself with other positive people, you reinforce the thoughts that you are working on amplifying. Not just through a compliment they might give you, but through their energy, their lifestyle, their encouragement in you. We are giving ourselves support and love and nurturing energy. We feel less alone and more knowing that where we are right now is where we are meant to be. So surround yourself with people who possess the energy that you are looking to emulate. Similar to creating energy your child may emulate. Last step is to overall encourage yourself. This could involve keeping an ongoing list of what you love about yourself. It could be writing down when you have a negative thought and then changing it to be a positive one. But it also involves forgiving yourself for not being perfect and for not always feeling 100%. Self-esteem is a part of our lives that not only has a huge impact on ourselves, but on our relationships with others and how other people feel when they are around us. We have this immense power, this insanely powerful tool at our disposal, but it is a tool. It is not automatic and it must be charged and used correctly. So really quickly, before you go, I want you to do me and yourself a favor and I want you to repeat after me these affirmations. These are positive self-loving affirmations for you to repeat out loud to yourself or if you want, just take a moment to relax and listen intentionally and begin building your self-esteem. I am proud of myself for beginning this journey and putting in the effort to build my self-esteem. 
I love myself for showing up today and taking the first step in my personal growth. I will continue to encourage myself. I believe in what I have accomplished and what I will continue to accomplish as I hold the power. I forgive myself for anything I have said negatively about myself in the past and I am excited for the future. I am a creative, intelligent, patient, kind, strong, and beautiful, loving soul. episode. I hope you all enjoyed and were able to see a different side of things. Please, please, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and go like and follow my Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash this is your life podcast. There I post more resources and updates on episodes as well as overall encouraging content. If you have any suggestions or requests for episode topics, you can email me at this is your life podcast at gmail.com. And remember guys, this is your life.